Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Soul. 
You would not have to worry about all those things uh, coming against you and, and everything because you would be being led by the Word of God and by the Lord Himself. And that's, that's, all we need, that's all we can do. You know, of all of our stuff that we can do, it's, it's all of our righteousness and all the things that we can do, it, it's, it's nothing. The only thing that we can ever do is turn our heart and life over to the Lord and follow Him and let Him take care of all this. Toxins add toxins. Toxic attitudes, behaviors, cultural influences, all these things we allow, some of us allow, sometimes we allow to come into our life and they're very dangerous to ourselves. You can't avoid contact. I mean, it's out there in the world. We are a part of the world and it's out there in that world. We're not going to be able to completely avoid all this negative and all the toxins that's in the world. We're not going to be able to avoid, to avoid them. We're going to be uh, around them at some point in time. But we don't have to be contaminated. We don't have to take those things in. <coughs> you can detoxify your soul and start experiencing the pure life that God wants to, to you to enjoy. And I've got, I've got ten ways that we can detoxify our soul. I don't know if I'll get through all of them today or not, but if I don't, the Lord leaves, we'll finish them up next Sunday. Realize that everything counts. Absolutely everything that you allow into your mind and life has an impact on how you grow or don't grow spiritually. Everything, absolutely everything that you are impacted by infects affects how you grow or don't grow spiritually. The little choice that we make every day add up to a significant effect on your soul. Take your everyday decisions. Uh, you got up this morning. You had a choice. Am I going to the house of God? Or am I going to stay at home? Am I going to go uh, watch the services on the internet? Or am I not? I'm going to go watch something else. I'm, there's a good movie on TV and I'm going to watch that. Proverbs 16.3 Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. See, we got to do something. I mean, when we ask God to forgive us of our sins and we, we turn everything over to Him, we commit to Him, we have got to do something. We just can't say, Lord, forgive me of my sins and then go on and do as we had always done. It, it don't work that way. But when we commit our works unto the Lord, then our thoughts will be established. Matthew 6. 31 through 34. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles sin. 
for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, if we really, really got rooted and grounded in God and root and, and following the Lord and looking toward Him and trying to keep our own life in line with the Lord, we wouldn't have time to be worried about uh, what so and so is doing, how they're living their life, or we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have time to be worried about what's going on in the world because we would be concentrating on our lives and keep keeping our own lives in line. You know, a lot of times we we have a tendency to watch other people and judge our lives by other people's lives. You can't do that. You have got to work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And we've got to look to the Lord and let the Lord lead and guide and direct us because my life and the way that the Lord wants me to live my life is going to differ from the way he wants you all to live your life. And we can't judge everybody just because that they're doing something that we wouldn't do. We can't judge that person because we're different. <clears throat> take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Number two, identify the lies that have been Seed you and replace them with the truth. Examine your life for toxic behaviors. And you do and what you do that harms your spiritual effectiveness or distracts you from God's purpose for your life. Emotions. Hmm. I tell you what, we uh, as humans 75% of our life is driven by emotions. We have to uh, feel it, we have to see it, we have to uh, endure it. We have to know that it's there somewhere or another. We, we get in trouble so many times in our spiritual bodies because that we don't feel the Lord right there with us. We don't feel him working. We don't feel him moving in our lives. And we feel like that we are all on our own. Well, he is always there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Y'all, he's going to be right there. So, you know, and it's, let me tell you something. It's a very hard thing to do to get to the point to where that you feel like you're all alone. There's nobody around you, and the Lord has left you. It's a hard thing to do to get yourself to realize He's right there. He's just waiting on you to do something. Feelings that lead you away from God's truth. And consumptions. This one gets a whole lot of us in trouble. Media you consume. The movies you watch on TV. The news right now is one of the, the worst things that you could watch. 
you know, it, it's all about the coronavirus and how many people have got it and, and the death, how many people have died from it. It's all about the election and this one's getting mad because this one's winning and he's going to sue this one and that one's going to counter sue this one and, and they're going to have to recount all the votes and it just goes on and on and on and on. You know, give up, you've lost, go on with your life. But anyway, we, we let these things control our lives and control how we think and, and control our emotions that, that we are uh, also one of those things that control us is our emotions. It all comes together. When we get to the point of where that we really, I know we say this all the time, but when we get to the point of where that we really realize that God is in complete control of everything, then we can forget about all that stuff. Yes, we, we watch it, we pay attention to it, but we don't get emotionally involved. In we know it's going to happen. It's, it's like... Uh, the guy told me one time I worked with, he said, you know, he said, I quit this job. But he said, I'm, I, I'm afraid something will happen and I'll miss it. So I'll just, I just stick around and see what's going to happen next. And you know, that, that's basically, you know, if you really want to get down to it, that's basically the way we Christians are, need to be. We need to be about the Father's business. We need to be seeking those which are lost. We need to be helping those that are in need. But then uh, the rest of the world, we just need to watch what's going on and pray for the people and let God be in control. There's nothing that we can really do about it anything way because God is, this world is moving just exactly the way that God wants it to. And, you know, God's going to use anybody and everybody or anything that he can to get the job done. So we need to turn our life over to him and do what he wants us to do and not worry about everything else. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. There's no, we, you know, we've got to be in control of our own self. We can't control everybody else's life. We can't control everything that goes on in the church. We can't control everything that goes on in this world. But we can control our life by turning our life over to the Lord and letting Him have complete control over us. And then we don't have to worry about whether we're doing right or not. Matthew 12, 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. And let me tell you something. Um, uh, a person cannot bring forth good things and evil things out of the same heart. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. And People that are, are in church 
and they're going to church and they, they stand up and they sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. And then when they go out that door right there, they, they put off that, that spiritual person and they put on the worldly person and they live for the world the rest of the week. And they'll come back in on Sunday morning. They'll put that, they'll take that worldly man off and put the spiritual man on and sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. It don't work that way. And it's not going to work that way. We've got to love one or the other. We've got to love one or the other and hate the other. If we love Christ, we've got to hate sin. If we love sin, we've got to hate Christ. Let me tell you something. You say, well, I would never hate Christ. If you do not accept Christ as your personal Savior and you accept Satan, you hate Christ whether you want to realize it or not. Clean up your thoughts. Mm. This is a good one. Spiritual battles are fought in our minds. Whether they're one or whether they're lost, they're in our minds. It's crucial to pay attention to your thoughts and what you focus on. Do you focus on things of the world? Do you focus on things of God? Or do you try to split your thoughts between one and the other? Yeah, I, I've been there. I've done it. I've tried to, to split my thoughts between one and the other until I got to the point of where that, that, that what the things of the world that I was trying to think of and I, I was worried about and I was concerned about, uh, all of a sudden I realized that it's not worth my time. It's not worth the trouble. Because in the end, everything in this world, all those things that you wanted, that you were going uh, to, that you were concerned about and all those things that you were worried about are going to pass away. It's all going to be gone. All that's going to be left is the spiritual, the heavenly things. That's all that's going to be left. We, as human beings, we have got a choice to make. Am I going to live for Satan or am I going to live for Christ? If we live for Christ, we never, when everything else is destroyed, we're going to be in heaven in a place that our mind cannot even comprehend the smallest amount of what it's going to be like. On the other hand, if you choose to serve Satan, a lake of fire is your home forever. Whenever, whenever you identify the wrong thoughts that, senior, that you are taking, take action to replace them. Those things that Satan uh, will catch you off guard and, and you'll start thinking about them. When you do, get rid of them and, and replace them with something about the Lord. Sing a song, praise the Lord, anything. Just get those thoughts away from you. Those thoughts that you think aren't sins. They are temptations. And when, the, when you put those thoughts into actions, that sin. When we stand and think about them and think about them and think about them, then that, that's not right. That's wrong. But when we replace them, 
tell Satan to get away and leave us alone, and we replace him with something of the Lord, we will get blessed. Focus only on the things that is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. If we think about all those things all the time, we ain't got time for any negativity or anything like that. First Thessalonians 5, 17 through 22. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. You know, if we if we can take that one, those uh, three verses, some four verses right there, three, four, if we can take those four verses and apply them to our life, we'd all be a whole lot better off. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. If you're praying without ceasing and, and you're giving thanks for everything, there ain't going to be a whole lot of room for negativity in your mind. Galatians 5, 19-25. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emotions, wrath, strife, seditations, and heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, rebellions, and such like of that which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, and love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, Temperance against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Walk the walk and talk the talk. Brother Ted, I think that's a, as far as examining myself, I, I base the way I examine myself on the fruits of the Spirit more than anything else in the Bible. Because a fruit is something that's cultivated. Right. You have to work at that. It's yeah. not like it's not like a spiritual gift that's just here you go. Like no one wants to no one wants to toil and work at things. They just want to have things. Right. And the thing about spiritual fruit is is as once it's cultivated, like people see it. So, I mean, if I examine myself by the fruits of the Spirit, that's what other people is going to examine me also. So if I want to be that light and I want to be the one that people looks up to or, or looks at and says, hey, you know, he, he, he really has it, you know, I need, to, I need to be examining myself by the fruits of the Spirit more than anything else in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I try to do that on a daily basis. Yeah. I always do it right. <laughs> we, none of us do. But... I try my best to examine my lifestyle based on those fruits yeah. of the Spirit right there. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it just came to me when you said that. Pastor plants a garden, he takes a seed, and he puts it in the ground and he covers it up. You don't see it no more. And you know, he knows it's there, but if you walked out there and looked, you wouldn't know that it's there. But when he keeps cultivating and he waters it and he fertilizes it and everything, and it starts coming up, then you can see it. You know that there was a seed there for, for a fact, but you can see it now. That's the same way with our salvation and our, and, uh, our daily life. And that's the thing. Other people can't, is it, they can't see it while it's in the ground. That's right. They, they can't see spiritual fruit on the inside of me. But whenever it comes out, right. then they judge me and look at me and have their opinions about me and, and things like that. And that's yes. why I try to make sure that I, I judge myself based right. on those fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's good. Number four, choose positive words and avoid negative words. You know, in Matthew 5, 37, I mean, this is a good one to live by. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. It's either the truth or it's not the truth. It's either the truth or a lie. You know, there's no in-between, there's no gray areas. It's like sin. Sin is sin, there's no little sin, there's no big sin, there's no gray areas. No sin, period, will ever enter into the heaven. And we need to take and keep our conversations truthful, to the point, and you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why that I am not so uh, into spreading rumors. These, these rumors fly around the work all the time. And I try to stay away from them. Because until it comes out in the newsletter or someone in authority tells me, I, I'm, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt and go on. And I'm not going to pass it on. Matthew 12, 37. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. So whatever you speak is going to judge you. People, you can, I don't care, you can stand and tell me all day long that you're a Christian. But I can spend a little time and talk to you and I can find out just exactly whether or not you really are. Your words will give you away because we read in that one, whatever's in the heart will come out. So, you know, we need, we need to be very careful about what we say. In James 3, 5 through 8, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature 
and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of bird and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but a tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So very true. We speak it. Somebody is going to believe it. It doesn't matter whether it's the truth or the lie. We speak it. Somebody's going to believe it. Somebody's going to take it to heart. We can, you know, we can, uh, we can kill people with guns, knives, swords, whatever, vehicles, but there are more people sitting in churches today that are killed by the time then all the other ways of killing the human being combined. That's right. And it don't take but just a few words to bring somebody down. Number five. Uncover your hidden sins. <laughs> all them things that you think you've got hidden from God. You might as well bring them out in the open now. Because sooner or later, they're going to come out. You might as well bring them out. Ask God to forgive you of them. Confess your sins. And don't do them. Yeah. 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 I'll take that kind of a step further. Also, David, when he was writing a certain psalm, I don't remember the number, but he said, "Forgive me of my secret faults." Yeah. Even the ones that like that I might even I might have sinned and didn't realize I sinned. God forgive me for those things too. Even the things that I might have forgot about or done in my past, I don't remember no more. If I wrong somebody unknowingly. God, forgive me for that too. Right. Not the ones I know about, but even the ones I don't know about. Right. You know, those those sins can actually bring you down and you can't you can't figure out exactly why you're in the position you're in. Yeah. Till exactly. you get really get to examining yourself. That's why Paul says die day. Yeah. Because we all sin and don't even realize it as we go through the day. Right. I mean Every time I pray, I always ask God for, yeah. for all my sins. Because there's sins that I don't realize or I forgot. Like Pastor Joe was talking about, you forget about it, you just, you know, whatever. We do things, you know, you just don't even realize day by day. That's why Paul says to die day. Yeah. You know, Somebody we might, can't keep you from, those sins can build up and keep you, pull you away from Christ. We're trying. Pull, pull you away from your brothers and sisters and you find yourself alone. When you get alone is when, that's when the devil's got you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he does everything he can to get us alone. Every one of us. And it all starts with the little sins. It's like a snowball. Effect. Right. You, you take a little snowball and throw it down top of a hill. Time it gets to the bottom, it's bigger than what you can control and handle. Yeah. And that's the way that's why I look at it as sin. It's a little thing you say, well, it's, it's not no big thing, but the time you get done with it a month down the road, it's bigger than what you can handle. And it, it gets you to a point where you're by yourself. What happens, I preached years ago to my young people when I was a youth pastor about being alone because every time that, that I get mad or upset, what do I want to do? I, I know I'm not the only one. 
I've got to get along. When me and Brittany fight, where, where am I? I'm in the car, but gone. Because that's, that's what the devil wants to do. He exactly. wants to get you separated mm -hmm. so you can't fix things, first of all, with Christ, but to get your mind alone. And it all starts with the, this little seed, these yeah. little things that, that can build up. Everything's a snowball. Yeah. The little foxes. Everything affects everything. It's the little foxes that spoils the vines. You can go so deep. It just don't stop with the little things. It, it gets so much further. So. Yeah, it's, you know, it's those, those little things that we say, you know, oh, this, this is all right. It, you know, the Lord understands. Times change. We can give ourselves all, all kinds of excuses to do things. Uh, but we, we, we forget to ask for forgiveness for it. And it, it, it keeps building. Uncover your hidden sins. Psalms 19, 12. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. And that's another, another good one of secret faults. Those things that, that we do all the time that we say God, God understands. You know, uh, every time I get mad, you know, I, I do this. God understands. He, he, knows, he knows my heart. And, well, he knows your heart, but you know, he also knows that those things that you're doing are not right. Let Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. That's it right there in a nutshell. Fear God. And keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. So all God wants us to do is respect Him. Look, look to Him. Keep His commandments. Do what He tells you to do in the way that He tells you to do it. Don't there, you can't cut corners or you can't say, well, you know, it'll be all right to do it. Just no, the Lord said do it this way, and that's the way it's going to be done by you if you want to receive. Of you. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil, it's all going to come to light at some point in time. It may not be in this world, but it's going to come to light. Yeah. We're going to stop right there and we'll, we'll pick up on the other. The other half of them next Sunday. Has anybody got any questions or comments? Thank you all for joining in and speaking up this morning. That's good, brother. Thank you, Ron. Here with the chair.